Welcome to the Born and Raised Audio Experience. Presented by Onyx. Thanks again for uh, joining the Voyage Outdoor podcast. Today, we have Trent uh, with Born and Raised Outdoors, and we cannot thank him enough for jumping on. Thanks again, Trent. I appreciate that. Oh, no problem, Seth. I, I look forward to this, man. Yeah. So uh, I usually start out with some rapid fire stuff where okay. it's either or questions because I want to know a few different things. Um, so I'll just go and let you answer freely. So first one's going to be favorite animal besides an elk to hunt. Uh, favorite animal would be, man, I, I've swung a couple different ways on this just because I'm starting to get into mule deer hunting and mule deer hunting is so much fun. Uh, but blacktail hunting is, there's something about it. That's, that's just a, it's just a lot of people don't see them very often, you know? And so anyway, probably blacktail or mule deer, probably I would say. Okay. All right. Yeah. I was going to guess yeah. spring bear, but uh, all right. Yeah. I, like that. <laughs> I enjoy spring bear, but I enjoy taking people hunting for spring bear. I hunting them myself. I haven't had a tag in I don't know how many years, but I enjoy oh. taking people to hunt them. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was wondering. I didn't know if I've seen you spring bear hunt and on any of the videos or not. But no, yeah. no, I don't think there's ever one video that I've ever shot a spring bear on on our stuff, and we have <laughs> dozens, know. dozens of them. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I've been there for a lot of them. Yeah, that's so. cool. Um, okay, this next one I think is I, I can probably guess what you're going to guess, but solo hunt with just one cameraman or just like the big group setting, like kind of how you guys. Yeah. Which definitely definitely the group setting definitely yeah it's it just so more so much more effective for one and just the camaraderie of it like even if i was to say hey trent you know you have an elk tag would you go alone on it um i mean yeah don't get me wrong i would go but i, w- I wouldn't enjoy it as much man it's the group aspect that really really i i really enjoy yeah and i it's funny you say that i've talked about it on, on the last few podcasts i love hunting with somebody it's because when you kill something it's like we share it together it's yeah like together you know what yep. i'm saying it feels yep. so it doesn't matter and i'm that way i like taking people and, and filming um and i just feels like we did it together you know yeah i would agree i would agree the memories are much more special together but yeah okay um all right this one's you have four days to kill an elk Mm-hmm. Right, can't bow hunt an elk again or rifle hunt an elk anything but you have four days where are you going to go because you know i can go kill one there most likely in four days uh, i'm going to probably pick i'll pick the last two days of the wyoming season okay and i'll hunt those last two with the bow and then the day after that's rifle season so i'll hunt the, <laughs> the the second of the four days with a rifle and in those four days i'm pretty confident we could get it we could get we could kill an elk yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's always my my funny one but wyoming okay i i uh i would, I would go wyoming you like Wyoming. Okay. Love Wyoming, man. Love Wyoming. Uh, it's always been really, really good to us. And it's just, it's just the most beautiful place with, and the people there are just fantastic. We've never like ran into bad people in Wyoming. It's just been always a huge blessing. So that's why I would go with Wyoming. Yeah. And with that being said, how does Wyoming do their tags? I don't think I've ever looked. 
Well, it's been, it's really tough. Actually, when we first started doing this, you could almost every year, almost be guaranteed a general tag. So a general season elk tag. And now we've been into it for, I don't know how many years now, but since then it's been tough, man. Now it's like three, uh, sometimes four years um, in between getting a general season tag. So it's kind of exploded. It's those darn YouTubers, you know what I mean? So, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. You guys have little secrets out, man. Yeah, no, it's uh, Wyoming's. If you get a chance to go hunt it, you have to do it. You have to go hunt it. It's, it's just the most beautiful place ever, man. Yeah. That's, I think that's, we're going to start putting in for those. um, You need to. Different spots. And so like Wyoming, just, just to throw your name, just to get a point, it's, it's uh, for an elk. I think it's 50 or $50 a year. So yeah, you don't have to spend the, like Montana, you got to spend, you know, 700 and some odd for the, for the license before you can ever get a tag, you know, apply for even a point for a tag. Wyoming is just, just, just give me a point and it's not that much money. So it's a good one to start, start stocking points away for. Yeah. I think we'll definitely do that then. That's how Iowa whitetail is. You have Mm -hmm. 50, I think it's like 50 bucks, but it's like three or four. Same kind of system. We'll probably start putting in for that as well. Um, I think, is it, Arizona um, and New Mexico are things we want to look into as well. Yep. Those are other good ones. New Mexico starting to change their laws just a little bit, but that used to be just put in and it's a, uh, it doesn't really go off of points as much as just a luck of a draw. Anybody can draw it. That's why Trevor's drawn New Mexico. I've got a couple of buddies that's drawn New Mexico numerous times. So, yeah. And I, we had a, the guy we went with to Colorado, he went on a, the, the private hunt in New Mexico that you can go on. Yep. He saw when he was there, he's seen more elk, over on the public ground, just, you know, glassing. Yeah. Um, so yeah. we want to try to get that public tag. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, New Mexico is a special spot. Arizona, unbelievable. Um, I've been able to not personally hunt either one, but take people in both of those. Yeah. We've just, yeah, there's a lot of help there. They manage their help really well, really well. Yeah. I've seen obviously some of your Arizona videos and those are awesome. Like those are beautiful. In the scenery, I've got, I, I work for a software company and I sell to New Mexico and Arizona and okay. the schools there. And one of the ladies I sold to, she's a huge white uh, or elk hunter and her in New Mexico and her and her husband, they showed me their house via zoom call and uh, they were showing me their elk and they were awesome. Like, so I definitely want to get down. They want me to come. They want me to get a public tag and come down. Cool. So, yeah. Those two. Yeah. Those two States. I definitely want to go. hundred percent. All right. Um, this one I'm, I'm curious about, especially all the videos I've watched with you, rifle or bow? Man, uh, I started out bow hunting for years, for years and years and years. Um, my dad actually introduced us to bow hunting when we were just tiny, little, and we bow hunted all the time. And then I rifled on a little, little bit for deer uh, back in those days. And I just, man, since we've been working with SIG so closely, and designing our own rifles and stuff i've really dove back into the rifle hunting side of things and so like this year i have a bow tag it'll be the first bow tag that i've had like three or four years you know so i'm super excited about that don't get me wrong um but also exploring the rifle game i drew a really good tag i I burned all my organ points last year on a rifle tag and people are surprised at that but it's just something i just wanted to wanted to do and and um it's just been so much fun you know when you when you do something for so long, I think, and you just do that one thing, you kind of get used to it. You kind of get in the rhythm and everything. But then when you introduce something else, that's totally different. When you 
when you add in ballistics and bullets and, and all this different stuff, it's yeah. um, trajectory and wind and stuff, man, it's, there's so much to it, complexity to rifle hunting. And I just, it's almost like relearning bow hunting, right? It's almost yeah. like going, you know, getting to do something over again. And that's what it's been like for me. And it's just been awesome. So yeah, I would say, oh, man, that's a really, really tough one right now. I would say rifle, but two years down the road, I'll bet you I'll go back to more bow hunting. I'm assuming. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I was curious to hear your answer on that. I know it looks like you've, you know, obviously you've hunt with bulls, but I was curious to hear that. That's pretty cool. I think that's true though. I mean, you bow hunt your whole life, you know, me, I'm, I started out rifle hunting. Now it's all bow, right. And I'm just all about the bow aspect. And so I love rifle hunting. It's fun, you know, tinkering, shooting, you know, all that long range, short range, just everything's pretty cool about it. But yeah, um, no, it's, it's a different, and I think it makes you a well-rounded hunter too. I think, I think a lot of it is like, you know, rifle hunting, bow hunting, you never have to worry about snow and hail and that being an issue, you know, whereas like rifle hunting, the elements are different because it's later in the year, they're not running. And so you have to figure out different patterns for them. And, and you really, I think, get really in tune to become a better, well-rounded hunter, if that makes any, any sense at all. Yeah um it's just yeah it's a totally different environment and their 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 emotions are totally different that time of the year so yeah and you know people don't realize there's still things could happen because i you know obviously watching your bull last year right you yeah had that malfunction on the hillside it looked like yeah. i mean that stuff comes into play just as often you know yep. with that and that was probably hard too but i mean by the way we'll dive into your bull was it was last year's bull correct yes yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. seven months ago um that incredible video yeah it was unbelievable i mean you could just tell the emotion and how awesome of a hunt that was you know just from watching so kind of yeah and i'll jump right into that walk me through that hunt like how you felt um i know you you were kind of selfless and you film and you help and you you know guide and that time it was you know you behind the gun so to say how did that how'd that play out how'd that feel it was pretty crazy, man. I'll be honest as far as just the whole side of it's like you said, I've always been the guy that's taking the people, you know, with the big tag, with the, with the big, you know, with all the points and, and drawing and everything. And this time it was me and I'm not going to lie to you one bit. It was nerve wracking as heck, man. It was, it was, I was, I was more nervous on that hunt than I've ever been hunting. And I don't know if that's good or bad. I, I really don't. And that's why I tell people, I say, you know, that draw a big tag, kind of beware what you wish for a little bit, just because I was there. It took me 16 days to kill that bull. And wow. it was, my dad was there the whole time with me, uh, chase, uh, one of our camera guys and Noah, they were there pretty much the whole time with me. Um, it was, and it was a long time, man. It was, it was a long time. And then Trevor and some other friends, you know, some of our crew were in it as they could, you know, time afford time, you know, to be on it there. And so it was just, uh, it was so blessed that we, that I, that I did was able to get that bull on the weekend that Trevor and all those guys were there with yeah. me to help and everything. And cause those are canyons are giant, man. I mean, you're dropping almost 2000 feet every time to try to go get a shot, you know, across one of these canyons. And so it's, it's big, big country. And I had never, never really hunted stuff quite like that before. You know, I've had a huge country and long hikes and, and packed in for 10 days at a time, all that kind of stuff. But it was just like, you have to drop to shoot across. That's, that was kind of the mode of what, what I was doing. And, and so, and you would kind of, you would pattern these bulls, they would come out in certain sections 
and you'd be like, okay, he's been out there two days in a row and that's when I want to try to kill. I need to be here to shoot across to there. And that's what, you know, and so, and then you'd go down there and drop all that elevation and, and lay there on the ground and he not come. <laughs> nope. He didn't show up that night or shouldn't, didn't show up that morning or so. And you're just like, all right, well, hike all the way back up. All right, let's, let's do this again. All right, let's find another one. Okay. He, there he is. He's out now. Okay. He's out now. Okay. Let's try this. And so it just took a lot of doing that in order to, in order to, to, to get that done. And, and we were on a bull like day two, a nice big seven. It was a good bull, biggest bull I would have ever killed, honestly. And anyway, and Trevor, I never forget it. He says, well, Trent, he goes, you can't, cause I wanted to kill a big one. That was my goal yeah. is to kill a big one. And he said, you can't kill a big one. If you kill that one, he said, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, that's pretty darn big. I mean, it's pretty yeah. good size, you know. Yeah, that was a big bull. It was well over 300, but anyway. Yeah. So, but yeah, that whole hunt, man, it was nerve wracking. It was really, really nerve wracking, and I, I didn't know how I would handle it. And um, yeah, if I had it to do over again, I would do it. I think a lot the same way, but it was just so difficult uh, as far as just your emotions. Just it's that whole elk hunting or hunting in general, the roller coaster, right? That you yeah. that you go through, you know, it's whether it be whitetail probably or anything you know i just you know oh there's one the emotions are high up he's going away you know it's yeah, just that yeah. roller coaster the roller coaster with that being said you know i think a lot of people experience that i mean people uh whether ups or downs you know they kind of want to pull back maybe it's not working 16 days i don't think people sometimes realize like how much commitment <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're just saying 16 days i'm like that's a long time out there and commitment and grind what do you think it's people around you that keep you going for that long to keep that grind going? Yes. Yes. And, uh, and your mind frame. So that was the, when I did land of the free, when I did the land of the free 1.0, when we very first had the idea of hunting in five different States, 10 days a piece, I hunted 53 days straight and and just travel that night in between states and it was a mind frame man it was i had to do this whole just get my wrap my head around it and um and just do it you know because there was times i called home you know in between states i'd get cell service you know and i'd just be like honey i i, I don't want to do i want to go home you know and she would be like uh yeah i know you're staying you're staying and this is when we we're first kind of firing off to 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 get this whole um thing running with the land of the free and all this and it was amazing the response was amazing to it but um but yeah it's a mindset you have to like tell yourself and they, a lot of people they're just you know i ran into a lot of people all the time that just say oh man you get you have the best job ever and don't get me wrong i do have the best job ever but even a 10-day hunt like you're going to go in somewhere in the backcountry or whatever colorado otc whatever it may be 10 days um in a row and packing all day and going and back into stuff it's it's a it's man, it's, it is more than people think. I think yeah. at times it's, uh, I've, I've talked to guys that were like, I made it three days and I quit. I couldn't, I couldn't do it anymore. You know, it's just, and I don't think it's physical as much as just your mental man. It just, just eats on you and, and you're out there and, and you know, it's, everything has to come right. Right. Everything has to come together to get this thing, this goal that you, that you want this, uh, harvesting an elk or whatever the, whatever your, whatever your goal may be everything has to go right. And it sometimes I think mentally it doesn't feel like it, 
it's even, if it's like, it doesn't even feel possible, right? It doesn't feel, so you're telling me I'm going to call in this thing. It's going to come in screaming its head off and I'm going to shoot it with this stupid little arrow. You know, it's like, there's a lot that has to go right. Yeah. And you haven't heard one for five days. (laughs) Exactly. And I haven't heard one or seen one for a week. (laughs) Yeah. I look, yeah, that was great. What you said, because I just feel like so many of us get out there and it is, and that's what I think we loved a little bit was it was so the mental aspect of it was so challenging for us. And we, I would say we fit mentally out there. And that's why we want to go back and redeem ourselves, right? We know we could push farther, push harder, stay longer. You would say, Um, you would, you would say that you failed, you said? Yeah. Yeah. I'd say we failed. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And and of course, I don't think we defined our success on killing something last year, but our success was pushing past that break, that stopping point. Mm-hmm. And we didn't, we didn't push past it. Um, gotcha. And yeah. And we got a good group of guys too. So I think we've kind of re we've talked a lot in the off season, obviously this year and just talking about how we're going to go about it, how we can be better. Cause it was just, it was just a slap in the face. Like this is not white tail hunting. Oh man. I love it. I love you know, look up that mountain yeah. and be like, Oh man, you know, but uh, you know, and that's what we want to do. We love it. We love the challenge. Good. We obviously we love, good. we stay in, we try to stay in the best shape we can to get out there, but that's, you know, that's 20, 30, 40% of it. You know, that mental aspect is huge. Yeah. Oh, you're totally hundred percent right, man. You've got to be there in the mind frame of, and that's why we did the whole, when we came out with our own packs and all the, uh, that kind of stuff, it's just, it only takes one and it's written on our guns. It's written on our bows. It's written on our, cause it is so easy to just be like, it is not going to happen. It is not going to happen. And then I will be honest with the flip side of that. It's just like, you can be down in the dumps and just, Oh man, so frustrated and so burned out. And then in 10 minutes you have uh 300 inch or however, whatever your goal may be of an elk on the ground dead. I mean, it, it has happened dozens, if not hundreds of times to us, just like, man, it's never going to happen. And then it, 10 minutes later, you've, you've just succeeded on every single goal that you set out for. It's just crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Elk hunting, man, it's, it, it, it does a lot for you. I think also if you go out there, I think it's great to get out there and experience that for, you talk about the mental side is tough, but once you push past like that mental barrier, I mean, I think it helps me in, in everyday life. You know, I'm, I'm trying to start a business. Uh, you know, I'm trying to push farther than that. I think every aspect of hunting brings that out of you. Yeah. Uh, to be able to push and be a better person. And of course you're closer to God out there in the mountains. If you believe in God, you're out there closer to him. Absolutely. Opinion. So yeah, I love it. Um, and with that being said, like when you guys, I, I want to kind of go back to when you guys all decided mm-hmm. and or when you guys met, when you decided to do a YouTube, how that come together? Like how did you guys all meet? How did it come together? Man, back in 2007, seems like a, a little bit ago. Um, we all, we all, all of us, the, the guys in our group, um, and two Ty was in our group at that time. Um, anyway, we, we all loved hunting. We all loved bow hunting and we all loved bow elk hunting. And, and there was nothing on TV that depicted what we wanted to show. There was never that brotherhood that you saw. It was, uh, it was all ranches. It was all, we don't get me wrong. I love primos that inspired me. Um, all of us is watching the primos videos, you know, the truth, the truth series, you know, and we'd get them every single year, the, you know, the VHS at that time, it wasn't, wasn't even a DVD yet. 
<laughs> that's how bad it was <laughs> or long time ago it was. And um, anyway, we'd get those and uh, we'd watch them and just thought, man, if we could show true elk hunting, cause we elk hunted every year and we were successful and uh, pretty successful around here. And so we're like, well, shoot, if we can, if we can show a real bow hunt, like, like what it really is. And there was nothing with Roosevelt's on it either. There was nothing out there that showed Roosevelt hunting. And so we're like, well, what if we just do it and just get a camera? So Trevor had a school loan and, um, cause he was just getting ready for dental school. So we took some of his school loan to buy our first camera with, of course, you know, and, uh, anyway, and so we bought yeah, a Canon. Uh, just an old Canon G, what uh, G one? I think it was. It was old. Yeah. But back. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. At the time, man, it was that, that was top of the line, you know. And then, and so we did that and bought some tapes and everything, and we just started filming our own stuff and just like just the school of hard knocks, pretty much, you know, just mm-hmm. learning through our mistakes. And then that first season that we did that, we didn't kill anything all the way up until four days before the end of the season and it was and we worked our butts off too. had close calls had you know almost shots and everything and then those last four days all four of us killed an elk on every single day of the last four and so it kind of solidified okay what we're doing we're doing something right here guys we're doing something good and all those on film all of those were on film yeah Mine wasn't, the camera was kind of sitting there when I shot it and you can see the camera and, um, anyway, and then I was just up over the ridge. So it wasn't exactly, uh, it was the film, the, the camera was running, but it was just me and Trevor at the time. And, um, so anyway, but we just, uh, it, it was one of those things where it's like, okay, now we got to figure out how to show this to the people. Cause we don't know how to edit. So yeah. went to a guy. <clears throat> biggest mistake of our life went to a guy and uh anyway and, and he started helping us out great great dude and uh he said uh why don't you guys put this on youtube you know and at that time youtube was so infinite it was like cat videos you know and stuff like that little you know it was yeah. and we're like no that's dvd is where it's at bro dvd yeah. and if we would have taken his advice right then and put all of our stuff up on youtube and uh, it would be unreal as to what you know now that would yeah. look like you know yeah. but we didn't we we didn't would have known that that would be such a important piece to the hunting world you know yeah it's amazing the platform that it's built honestly it's it's just been amazing but um but yeah so then we just started you know dvd time bro and so every year we would make a dvd out of our hunts for the year and our goal in that was to go and we would go to all the sports shows and stuff like that and we would peddle these dvds you know Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and it was be like, we're trying to gain enough money to go on our next year's hunts. That was our goal is to one of these days go out of state. And so one year we did enough sales and then we actually got some sponsors first light threw down, uh, XO, all these different little companies started at that time, you know, throwing down. And it, it was just one of those things where it just started to blossom a little bit to where they would give us money and then we could do our out of state hunts and, and and start and that was the first year we went to wyoming and it was unreal we all killed i think in seven or ten days we killed five bulls and just and that's what just kind of catapulted us to to um 
it was just to the adventure, right? And yeah. so, and fast forward to now, and then, and we all had full time jobs then. We did not, yeah. you know, there was no, there was no like, hey, yeah. we're doing YouTube. This is awesome. Yeah, there was none of that. It was, it was uh, DVDs and just just pedaling as many as we could. And then we got into all the sports shops, and then uh, Cabela's found us somehow, and we got our DVDs into Cabela's store, and we thought that well, we made it. Yeah. You know, we made yeah. it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We did not make it. <laughs> we did not make it. But anyway, and so and then it just kind of snowballed into about four and a half years ago. I said, well, why don't we just put all of this on YouTube? And then, you know, I, my goal was to quit my job. It was that was my goal. And it um it just step by step by step, we thought we had enough money to do it. And then we started this land of the free thing. And that's when we came up with the idea Cody did. And uh, anyway, and he's like, let's just film our whole hunting season and film every single day. And then let's do a daily video after that and post it every day. Nobody's ever done that. That's and I'm, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, it was a great idea at the time, but we didn't realize how much work goes into posting every single day after coming off of a hunting season that you're gone for, you know, almost 60 days straight. So then we took two weeks or a week and a half off when we got back and then we started posting and it was, there was no weekends. There was no, it was every day you're editing every single day, clear through Christmas. And man, it was just a huge ongoing now, when you guys first started the DVD, did you guys talk then about, hey, let's start an LLC? Let's get let's, let's get this business put together. Was that at the start, or was that yes. midway through? Yeah. Um, thankfully, Cody comes from a business background. So does my brother. He's really, really good at that kind of stuff. And so we knew right off the bat at the time that we needed to we needed to figure this out on the side of business first and on the side of however this ownership or whatever this this thing is, right? And so we had a business plan, I mean, in the infancy of it when it wasn't anything. And so, which I would tell everybody listening, if you're going to look into doing anything like this, um, don't, I don't care what it is. If you're making trinkets and gizmos, I don't care. Get a business plan around it. And it is amazing how often, honestly, that one, it saves our butt from any, you know, arguments and, and stuff like that. That's good side of it too. But for two, like your vision and, and your, 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 your foresight of where you're going and what you're doing, always you can reference that. We'll do it all the time. Our, our, our pillars are, um, to, um, <clears throat> entertain and uh, educate and inspire people. So we'll make a video and we'll be like, is this something we want to show? I mean, does it have any of those, does it, does it hit any of those marks? And if it does, that's something that we're going to want to post and put out there. If it doesn't, maybe that wasn't the right video that we we're supposed to do and we'll move on, you know, kind of thing. So. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, um, kind of having that business plan set up because also, I mean, if you got people around you, I want to know myself, do you have the same vision as me? Right. Yes. Yeah. You have the same, do you see this going here? You see, Oh, you see it going here and then we can sit down and talk. So, yeah. Um, and I wanted to bring that up. I think it's a good um, part that you said there of kind of anybody. There's a lot of people starting like us um, that are, you know, at the ground level and they're probably not thinking LLC. I, I, I'm kind of thinking, you know, I've got all that stuff set up, but um, I think it's important for anybody starting to kind of get that stuff built, even though you may not think they're a dollar coming in for another three years. It's it's still important to kind of get that stuff set up. But it, it um, saves the it saves the down the road stuff too, the arguments and stuff. Yeah, for sure. Totally. Kind of helps totally. you, uh, you know. And you know what? I, to me, if you go and put the effort in of getting all that stuff set up, 
you're more than likely going to put the effort in to see this through, you know, on that there you go. level um, yes. as well. Yes. But, um, you know, everyone their own. But so you got to start that DVDs. And you said we started posting Land of the Free. That was a grind, right? That everyday posting. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see kind of the light at the end of the tunnel? Did you know, because you, like you said, what I was, what I was going to say earlier about it was that you wanted to quit your job and do this full time. And that's, I think all of our goal um, is to kind of maybe one day be there. Right. And that way we can be around our kids when we want to be there, you know, just do our own thing and, and hunt, sure. um, which is, it's not easy um, doing this for a full-time job. You guys grind um, all every day, but did you see that light at the end of the tunnel when you were grinding on land of the free? We did not. Honestly, there was a time that we were going to shut it down. There was actually a time that it was just like I, we were both just Cody. It was just Cody and I at the time. And we were just run ragged. Just, I mean, and then the bank account was just, just, just going down and down and down and down. And everybody thinks that you get rich off of YouTube. You, you do it. Just the fact is you don't uh, YouTube uh, probably about maybe three to 4% of our revenue. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, no, it's just, it's just something that it's not <laughs> being YouTube rich is a whole different thing than, than people think, you know? And so, and that was, that was at the time where we didn't, we couldn't even realize it honestly, cause we were working our butts off so much that we didn't even realize honestly that for one, I'm not saying it wasn't working because I mean, it was just like subscribership and, and it was just skyrocketing all that. And views were just unbelievable uh, for a company of our site, you know, for what we were doing. And so people were loving it, but, we couldn't even have the time to see that, you know? So, so then I made up the uncuts thing. So I did the shout outs and um, we brought that in. So just to do the video every single day, wasn't enough. We were dumb enough to do a uncut on the end of every video, every single day. And what that did though, was it got the viewer to be part of it. It was, it was part of their journey too. And so I would, I would take emails that day and I would take questions and stuff. And then I would pe shout people's names out at the time. And um, it just, it just exploded from there. And uh, that was a great thing that we did, but like, I was, I'll get back to your question. Yeah. What we didn't, what we didn't know really is just like we, the money was dwindling. We didn't have anything anything to we were just going off of a dream and a prayer that this youtube thing was gonna gonna take off well what we ended up having to do uh we have a mentor uh at one of our offices in roseburg and great guy trevor mock great great guy and um anyway he said why are you guys not selling something something you guys have to make money somehow and we're just we're just like running so ragged we're like I, we don't know i don't know <laughs> we're just doing it we're doing something right and so anyway it's just like and we didn't have enough money, man. We didn't have enough money to sell anything. So I'm like, yeah. Trevor, how are we supposed to sell something when we don't have any money left? We're just about done with this, you know, uh, this whole journey. And I'm about ready to go back to cutting timber again is what I did, you know, for before. And, and Cody's about ready to go back to whatever he, you know, some business job that he was going to do. And so anyways, like, dude, you got to sell something. And, and I said, well, we don't have any money to buy any shirts. We're out of money. We're tapped. And he's like, put it up online. He said, just create a website. And which we didn't know how to do. He helped us with that. But he says, just put it up, 
on back order. Just put a couple shirts up on back order. And um, and he says, then just tell the people straight up right then. They can buy a shirt, but it's on back order and they'll get it when they get it. And I'm like, well, that's probably not going <laughs> to work, but okay. And so we did that. And um, in, in two days, we made almost as much as the whole the whole project cost. We made, I mean, over 50 grand in, in, in like three days. And it was an influx of that. And don't get me wrong. It hasn't been just like bananas and pajamas all over the, you know, just stars and rainbows since, but it's been like, it's been like, okay, we saw a system that worked. Now, how can we, how can we define that thing out? How can we, how can we keep pushing this and actually do what we want to do and make a revenue stream out of it? And um, it was, it was the shirts and hats and, and sweatshirts and stuff. And the apparel is, is um, honestly what, what keeps our doors open. Yeah, I, I'll be talking to a few different people in the last week. That seems to be, obviously, they, they put a lot of time and effort into stuff like the shirts and hats. Now, do you guys have any of the original, uh, that first order? Do you have any left? I, I don't think so. I, I, we, we've done knockoff. We've done throwbacks to it, I believe, a couple different times. And those were, I'll be totally honest with you, Seth, it wasn't even a shirt then. It was a, a shirt with some uh, graphics just laid over top of it is all it was and we're just like please people please and the people were so gracious i mean that's where just everything uh everything uh i'm we're so blessed because it's been the people that's got us to where we're at it hasn't you know it's it's the if it wasn't for them we wouldn't be doing this full-time by any means and so it's been really 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 blessed i would i would say it's unbelievably blessed as far as as far as that goes and we just a lot of that, though, I think, and that's like for you guys and for some of the people listening, I, people don't understand. You know, it's just like, well, I'm doing this. What am I doing wrong? You know, and that's what we thought, too. It's like, yeah. so you're supposed to be YouTube rich, right? Right off the bat, yeah. the people watch and then and, 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 and Google sends you money and this is the way it works. But we, we had to learn a lot, man. We had to learn a lot about just that side of business and what that looks like. And um, we've definitely learned a ton, a ton. Yeah. And I think everyone is starting. Um, you know, wants to be there as fast as possible. Yeah. Straight, I want to get there in a straight line as fast as possible. But what I've noticed is I've gone back, right? I look at every person on YouTube that's doing well. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple key things, right? They do well. I would say the people, they're, they're authentic. They have a good message, all that. But when I go back, right? Click on their videos, go all the way back, just like you guys. You go back seven, eight years ago and you're like, they were grinding seven years ago on YouTube mm-hmm. and, and, and now you're talking about them, but you don't real we don't realize you guys have been grinding for seven years on this before five years before you quit your job or six years or 10 years. And I think sometimes people don't realize that they're like, man, if I do one year of YouTube, I'm quitting my job. Right. Um, and I just, some, I just always go back and look how, how far back do they go? And it's always a long way. right. Seven years ago, no yeah. thumbnail, just raw fo- footage. And it's like, and then you see them evolve. So I definitely think I understand that it's just going to, I'm just going to be, but I'm also doing this because I just love doing it, you know? That's awesome. That's awesome. And I don't think I see a destination with views. I see a destination where I'm showing my kids this in 50 years and we're laughing, right? Um, See, and that's what I love about it. It's like, it's still, it's evergreen, right? So it's, and the fact that it's, it's going to be there for my great grandchildren to watch their great grandpa hunt or whatever, which I think that's really cool. I think that's cool. I think that's the coolest part about social media and YouTube is they'll be able to watch it. Hopefully it's still around. I imagine it will be. I would Uh, assume. Yeah, Yeah. I would assume, but 
it's just cool. And so it's, it's cool to get to talk to you guys. And so a couple things I want yep. to go back. You go, you, you make kind of a breakthrough. You guys, you know, get to enjoy what you love doing and do it full time. Um, when you said you guys learned how to edit or have you ever had somebody come in and you guys start hiring people and they're editing now, <clears throat> what, what kind of goes on behind the scenes of the videos now? Sure. Sure. So, so like I said, that guy, uh, helped us out with our first DVD editing and then oh. Cody jumped into that feet first and he started editing and learning, teaching, just self-taught. And then, after we progressed through that, I started, I started editing. And so I jumped in on, on, um, Adobe premiere is what we use to edit all our stuff with. Yeah. And, uh, anyway, so I jumped in and so it was just me and Cody. So I would, I would, uh, rough everything out, get everything on a timeline, kind of just get it all pretty much dialed. And then Cody would come in and fine tune things and make transitions and, and do all that. It's the way we worked all those first, that first year. And then, um, then as we hired people, cameramen, what we did that for is just to free up time, honestly, because it just was such a time suck from us that it was just like, we didn't have any time to, you know, we just did bow season and that was it because we were editing everything from bow season all through like rifle season and late season bow when we could have been out hunting and, and doing yeah. other stuff that, you know, so, so it was like, man, we had to bring someone in so that we could get more footage. See, cause mm-hmm. after a while you'll learn that it's just, you got to feed this monster. This monster has got to eat and he's, he's, he is hungry and content is king. If you don't have content, you don't have a YouTube. And so you have to keep this thing going, this machine going. And so we would be, we had a cameraman that came out and filmed with us. And then he, he worked his butt off because we got back from doing that. Well, then it was just all of us editing, you know, trying to get things just on out to the public, just trying to get things yeah. turned and burned. Yeah. And it's just that vicious cycle of go film, you know, you're away from home and then you come back, you're all, you're right here on this computer the whole time. You know, it's just like, yeah. it was a lot like my old job. I worked probably twice as, if not three times as much time now on this job as I did like my old job, just, but I, I enjoy it. I love it. I, I really do. I really, really do. And, and if I didn't, I would, you know, I wouldn't do it probably. But. Yeah. I think the extra time you work, you don't feel like it because you love when you love something. It's yeah. going to feel like it's still a grind, obviously. Yeah. Um, now, when did you guys learn about, like, when did you start thinking about, from the beginning, did you start thinking, okay, my thumbnails, how I edit, did, was that from the get-go when you really put a lot of thought into that? Or no. Just cutting and editing and getting it out there or what? Cutting and editing and getting it out there. And there was so much, uh, there was so much that we did miss, like you're saying, like uh, the tricky, you know, I want to say clickbait, but kind of the clickbaitable stuff, you know, that yeah. the stuff that people see and just go, wow, I want to watch that. And that, that'd be people that aren't from, I would say that, you know, you're following and your tribe or whatever. And so, and I wouldn't say we did a terrible job at it, but there was definitely things that we could have done back then that really could have catapulted us better. And um, thumbnails being one, titles being one, keywords, you know, writing in the keywords. So when people, when they start to search for something, you know, you have one of those keywords in there that pops up kind of thing. Mm-hmm. We didn't really know anything about that. We didn't really have anybody to like walk us through YouTube very well. Uh, we gained our model off of Hushin, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, they they were doing it, and they're like, man, you guys should do this YouTube thing. And we're like, oh, boy, here we go. And as we dove into it more, 
they had they had a pretty good model going yeah. and so we kind of just gleaned off of what they did a lot and then we did stuff our own too we did we did things you know but but no it was if we would have had somebody just like hey, yeah put this little catchier thumbnail or or uh, you know show like an animal in the thumbnail you know mm-hmm. that's because a lot of them it would just be us just like another day of hunting because we were doing it every day and trying to come up with a new yeah. thumbnail every day especially yeah. when you don't kill anything you don't hear a bugle you don't you know you don't actually nothing happened except you hiked yeah. you know 10 to 15 miles that's it yeah. <laughs> it's like okay what do we do here uh the, the long day you know or something of that nature yeah. it's like nobody's yeah. gonna click on that <laughs> nobody's gonna like oh yeah this is what i want to watch you know what i mean so yeah. it's definitely things that we could have done that we learned from yeah totally totally and we're still not there yet everything it, it evolves so much and changes so fast uh the media the social side of things it's just like yeah. to stay caught up with it is really tough yeah I, I think i think just getting in there and doing it like i've learned just in the few short i mean we've, we've posted probably 10 13 videos and just learning it's all i can just tell my thumbnails are evolving and they're not still perfect but they're getting you know it's just gonna be one of those things i gotta learn and evolve i was just curious when you guys kind of started really diving into that um, but okay. So you kind of talked about getting back grinding after the hunt. It goes on. Walk me through your hunt life, family life balance. Like how, how do you, I mean, do you, it seems like, you know, you talked about earlier when you're on that long hunt, she was like, stay, which mine would have been like, come back then come back. <laughs> you know. So just walk me through how you've kind of managed over the years to Obviously, you're probably there present, you know, really in the present, but just walk me through your hunt life balance. Yeah, man. Sometimes it's tough. This year, I'm really going all in on this year to really try to capture a lot of content this year. So I'm, uh, I will be gone like almost all of elk season. So I'll, be, I'll leave probably August 23rd, somewhere in there, and mm-hmm. come back at the end of September. And then um, I'll be around a little bit in between there. You know, I try to, I've tried to not take the whole month now and try to come back with family stuff and things, especially as the kids are getting older and stuff. And, and so I'll hunt with my son and then do all that in, the, in some of those times. So, um, but yeah, and then it's the, the grind of, when you hire people, so right now we have, uh, I think six employees, I think. So we have two cameraman editors and cameramen. We have a warehouse to where we ship all of our stuff out of and a warehouse manager. And then we have two digital, um, for that work on the websites and the back end of stuff. And, um, so they work remote, but so we have all those people that you have to still manage that side of this too. And your boss essentially. Yeah. Yeah. You're, 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 you're a manager. We're a team, yeah. you know, we're a team. And so it's like, okay, so we got to do that. And then, okay, we got to do like, okay, there's a promo coming up. Well, we got to shoot some stuff for the promo that we're going to try to do this, that we're going to try to raise money so we can keep doing what we're doing. Right. So it's all these steps that go about. And anyway, like now, like my wife, she's, she's been like my assistant. She's does awesome. She'll, she'll handle all my day to day stuff. Like all my, all my, um, emails and stuff like that she can look through them and then she can talk okay this is you need to handle this you need to handle this or this and so 
just on emails alone, like some days, you know, like during season, sometimes we'll get, you know, 75 emails a day that, and I try to answer every single one of them. I try to, unless it's someone going, Hey, where were you hunting at the, you know, on this video? You know, it's like, okay, no, I'm not going to answer that. But if there's definite questions, I want, that's my whole goal in this thing, man, is to help people. I want to see people be able to achieve their dreams. Like I, like I was able to do mine and get to where I am. So I, I, that's what I want to see people like you guys like if there's any other any way i can ever help you guys please reach out to me and um i can't guarantee it'll be the right answer but it'll it'll be an answer right so that's how i juggle it around and and it's right wrong or indifferent it's it does it takes a lot of time and i'm away from the family quite a bit and that part's super hard um but i've been trying to get a little balance more balance in there yeah, that's pretty cool. And I just kind of was curious, you know, obviously we have a lot of new, new father and have a family and yeah. going to go through that. So I was just curious, but, um, now I, my second question following that up would be, we, there's obviously, I think the, like I said earlier, the Midwest whitetail hunters dream is to go elk hunt. What would be your short, like piece of advice for that guy, those guys, um, like, Hey, they're wanting to go out here, you know, with, should we go to Colorado first? Should we go try our hand in other spots? What would be your short advice for the Midwest uh, guy that's wanting to go out? Yeah, that's a great question. And that's mostly the question we get, honestly. That's just, yeah. yeah. So my emails that I handle all though, all those. <clears throat> and um, anyway, it's that guy never my biggest piece of advice probably would be don't ever like pass up an opportunity right if you've got an opportunity to go and i don't care where it is to go on a private ranch or what you know there's a lot of that kind of stuff around i think a lot of people push the ofc you're you know you've got to go deep in the back country you've got to you know you don't have to do that man it's just you know we started out that way and we've obviously transitioned a little bit to just like we're hunting usually like two to three two to four miles in we're not you know we're not in there 10 miles anymore. And just because there's, I think there's a really, really good barrier in there that people either they go in deep or they hunt by the roads, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, it's not, it's not like you have to really just go head over heels for it. But one thing that I would say is just do it. You just got to do it there. I mean, it's honestly, I think, and I, I take it, we took it for granted just because we live here. You know, I live right on the coast of Oregon. And so it's, it's um, I'm close to the mountains, you know, I have elk within 15 minutes of my house, but as far as like someone, I, it's hard to get in the mindset of, let's say the guy from Pennsylvania, that it's just flat as a floor. And it, it just seems overwhelming. I think to like go to Colorado, get there, find a spot to hunt, hike into these giant mountains, go look for this screaming animal with all these bugle tubes and these calls and this bow and arrow that I, you know, it's just like, it, and I, and I, if you break it down like that, man, it's like, Oh my goodness, is this even obtainable? Is this, am I an idiot? You know, is this, yeah. is this smart to even do it's in our backyard? And it's just like, okay, let's go hunting guys. Come on. You know, where's it same like white tail with you guys? Hey, let's go. Let's what's the wind doing. Let's go hit them and stand. Yeah. Go stand there. Exactly. Maybe hog leg or whatever. I've named, 
named this deer 40 times, you know, we'll walk by, you know what I mean? Totally different around here. It's like, you're going after something you've never seen before, maybe. And in, in terrain and then elements of snow, possibly whatever it may be. And, and cold at night and windstorms, it's just, and then elevation, you know, is a whole different thing and hiking. There's so many of these things. I think as humans, I think it's really easy for us to be like, yeah, that's a, that's a red flag there. I can't, I can't do that. I think that's a little bit over the top of my realm of where I want to go with this. And it's breaking down those barriers, man. It's totally like one step at a time. Let's okay. We got it figured out. I've e-scouted. I haven't even been to the country where I want to hunt, but I've seen it from e-scouting. There's so many, so many helpful things that we have right at our fingertips these days that people can take advantage of and be like, okay, I've seen the train. I've seen what it is. Let's try this. We're going to go here. This is our trail. This is our where we're going to camp. And then just take it and just start checking boxes. Start doing one step at a time as far as just little things. Just like, okay, we'll make it to this lake. And it's a mile and a half in or whatever. And then let's just look around. Let's just see what's there, you know. And the other huge piece of advice I'll give is if you're not on elk within two days, you need to leave. And I think people will get uh, they'll get married to a spot and be like, well, they were here last year, man. They were, I, they were all over this right here. They're wallowing in here. And, and, but I don't see a piece of elk sign and don't stay, don't waste your time. The normal person has what, seven to 10 days vacation to do this. Yeah. Yeah. Do not waste another day in a spot that doesn't have sign elk are huge animals. They're going to leave tracks. They're going to leave, uh, they're going to leave crap. They're going to leave all sorts of stuff from signs of, okay, I'm either around them or I'm definitely not around them. Yeah, I just I've yeah. heard so many people like, oh man, we were in there for ten days. I didn't see any sign. Well, why in the world were you in there for ten days? Yeah. <laughs> for ten days, <laughs> yeah. you know. <clears throat> um, that's awesome advice because I think you saying just get, don't pass up an opportunity. I think we so many of us out here talk about it, and but my, my me going once, I would give anybody that hasn't gone the advice just go because you'll go again. Yeah. Yeah. You're more likely to go a second time than you are the first time. So just go the first time and you'll come back. You know, I I promise you that, especially if you love hunting, you'll be back. Um, so that's great advice. Just get, cause a lot of you, we talk about it and talk about it and talk about it out here. Um, and just getting out there and doing it, you know, even when last year, like it was expensive, like I started a new family, $700 tag. And I'm like, you know what? Just going to do it. Buy it. Don't even, I'm just going to do it. And, and that's, what do it. Got, that's what got me to go. Having a $700 tag in my pocket. I'm like, all right, I, I got to go do this. You know, now I have to go, right? Yeah, that's exactly. There was no <laughs> me bailing out. There was no her talking me out of it. None of that. I was, I was committed and I went and now it's like, oh boy, I'm, 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 I'm ready to go again. But yeah, of course, you know, I'm still in love with white tail hunting. I think. Oh yeah. Yeah. Which if you guys ever want to come white tail hunting Midwest, we have um, some amazing spots. If you guys ever want to try your hand at that, have you guys been? I never have. No, really? No, I never have. It's never been. Um, so Montana, I've uh, had mule deer tags in Montana where you can kill a whitetail as well, a whitetail or a mule deer. And they're kind of in the lowlands of Montana, you know, and um it was just, you know, I, I was hunting more in the, the higher elevation stuff. So I never did have a chance at shooting one, but no, I've never done this tree. I sat a tree stand one time for blacktails and I swore I, I almost froze to death. <laughs> I don't know how you guys sit in those trees for so long. And it wasn't even that cold. And it was like, yeah. 
And I was like, I want to see what's over that hill right over there. And I'm sitting in this tree for days. (laughs) Yeah. And that's, see, that's our mental grind is it's not like physical, right? And it's sitting in a tree stand, but it's, it's mental in the fact of like, you got to sit there all day. I think a lot of people get up, leave about 10, go eat some lunch, come back. You have to sit all day long. All day. And when I started doing that and, started really grinding it's when success happened you know this stuff happened but it's it's fun it's its own world obviously i grew up in it i uh i you guys gotta try it i'm oh yeah yeah well and i think in retrospect too like what gets you there a little bit or and keeps you there is like so i sat for two days i sat for two days straight and um anyway i saw three deer in two days weren't even in range to shoot so it was one of those things where yeah, it was like three deer, two days, but you guys are actually seeing deer, I'm assuming, right? Yeah, yeah. Now, there's days where we get, we can get skunked. Oh, really? Okay. Um, yeah, okay. there's days where that happens. I mean, it's it's more, it's more less rare in some spots, some places I have. Like the new farm I just got permission on, it's unbelievable. Um, I you know haven't been skunked there, but yeah, there's days where I've sat for 12 plus hours and not seen a single thing besides squirrels. And a farmer maybe <laughs> driving by on his four wheeler, uh, but yeah, no, it's 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 fun. There's a lot of times we see a lot of deer, so yeah, oh, cool. that's, that's when cool. it's most fun. But but all right, yeah, kind of bringing it back. Um, let me see here. I got my notes, so I'll just kind of go back. Um, kind of rounding this off. Um, what are born and raised goals in the next year, two years down the road? What do you guys want? Um, to do anything new or do you just want to keep on educating people on elk hunting and keep producing content? So our biggest uh, is elk hunting. Our big, that's our biggest thing as far as just like, that's what people kind of know us for. And that, which is, don't get me wrong, rad, awesome. Um, but we, we love the adventure. That's our, our, our goal is the adventure in this whole thing. And so my goals moving forward is just more adventure, more go see places that I never thought I could, you know, we've got, uh, we're starting to plan an Alaska trip and it's for a couple, a couple years down the road, but it's like, that's just one of the things I've, I've always wanted to do and never obviously done it and never has been in the cards and stuff. And so we're starting to kind of save now for that adventure because um, those kind of things are expensive. I mean, we have, we do get people that, Hey, I'll take you for free for this, for that and everything. Yeah. And we don't try to do a lot of those things just because it's just like, I want to be able to say, okay, the normal person, you can do this. You know, you can do this if you really, really like, like budget it out and, and you can do this. And so that's what we, our whole thing is we're, we're here for the regular Joe, you know, yeah. that, that's, that is yeah, us too. Us better, you know, and as a, as a fan, you know, it's good to see those things like you're right though. When when people do certain things or you guys make it look like, okay, this is literally they're they're showing every bit. And that's what makes your guys' stuff so good. You you probably know it, but as a fan, someone who watches, you you do the Colorado stuff. You make it like, okay, that's that's doable. That's out there. That's you yeah. can go, you can go buy that tag, you can make that happen. Um, so that's awesome. So Alaska, you guys are going to just elk hunt that or are you going to do a bear hunt? It, it'll be, uh, it'll be a uh, black tail, six, sick, a black tail hunt. Okay. Yeah. Is there any and elk in Alaska? 
There are, there are, there's a few different islands that have uh, that have the elk getting a tag is a little bit difficult. We've looked into it and, and, um, drawing a tag for it's pretty, pretty, pretty hard. But <clears throat> one of these days I would love to love to do that and, and go and get flown into those islands that have elk on them. That would be pretty awesome. That so pretty cool. yeah. Corey Jacobson, I was just talking to him. We, uh, we had lunch here just last week and, uh, anyway, and he, he did, he did Alaska this last year and he said it was probably one of the hardest things he's ever done in his life. He said really? it, was, it was very difficult. Yeah. Cause you get dropped off and then you got to go up to kill these things and then, you know, bring them back down to where a plane can get to them. And he said it rained every day, pretty much. He said it was miserable. So that's, that's a mental state. You it's a grind. Yeah. Yeah. That's a grind. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I think, and just the adventure, that's where we're at now as far as like, okay, what can we like look into doing? That's just something we never thought that we could do, you know? Yeah. So, and everybody has different aspects. I don't have any aspects like to go on a safari or anything like that. I've never really wanted, uh, Africa has never been my thing. Um, I'd like to keep it right here in the, you know, in the West. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. And, and look, I, I love what you guys are doing. Um, if I, as a fan, my one pe- my one snippet would be share more, um, of the wins. Cause I feel like fans, uh, when you, when you watch somebody, you, when they win, you feel like you won. And I don't know where everyone that watches you is at in their life, but they may really be down. And when you guys win, we feel like we win too. As weird as that sounds as a fan. And you probably know that from watching people as well, but yeah, I, love that. I just love, love what you guys are doing. Um, love your message. Um, love watching the group as a whole. You know, <laughs> it's, it's a lot of different, you guys have different personalities and it's cool to watch. And I appreciate you taking the time to do this. I don't even know, where we're at here on time, but, uh, but yeah, yeah. Any, any last kind of a piece of advice you'd let me give to anybody else coming out there? Yeah, no. And I've, I've, kind of my goal has been to kind of mentor people that want to do the same thing. I think we covered that earlier. Yeah. And you, you hit the nail on the head, man. I just 90% of the people that say, I want to do this. I'm going to do this. They do it for about a month. And then it's like, Oh man. Uh, yeah. I, it's just not for me or something of that nature. It is a grind. It's a grind of every single day. It's a, it's a grind of, <clears throat> of doing of, of just a repetitious trying to do stuff but man if you're authentic and if you just you know do things from your heart and it shows through to people people can see that and they will i promise you they will they will like you said different characters right different people glob onto different characters and um sure. man you will i guarantee you there will be people that want to watch what you're what you're doing there will be a group out there that want to watch what you're doing and so just stay at it man just stay stay the course you know and yeah. keep growing grinded and and good things will happen if you just keep at it keep at it yeah i love that and that's what i'm trying to stay in the present and just push that day's agenda and and get the next and the next and keep let it build you know so i appreciate that's a good piece of advice i love that absolutely Um, so yeah once again thanks for coming on um i appreciate it i uh I know Whitetail, primetime Whitetail is uh, right in the middle of probably some some good elk hunting, but if you guys ever in November want to come out to Missouri. November? You have a spot. November? Is is that the dates? Yeah, the first week of November. Okay. Okay. Primetime. Okay. So so Missouri uh, rifle starts the second weekend. Like usually thirteenth or fourteenth, and that's Mm -hmm. a national holiday in Missouri. (laughs) (laughs) So. I love it. 
every truck you pass will have a, you know, a side-by-side on the back on a trailer and someone wearing an orange cap. It's a holiday here. Like people come in from everywhere, but no, I love it. I yeah, love it. the uh, prime time rut. It's, it's awesome. It's first week of November and, and I'll be in the woods every day. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome, man. If I do ever get a chance, I would love to take you up on that at some point. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's great out here. So, but yeah, thanks again. I appreciate it. I really do.